When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? So remember a long time ago when we had rumors of Rebel Moon dropping that it was going to be, you know, the new Star Wars from Zack Snyder? Well, the movie for, I think, just critics or something like that, or social media people, is out, and the reviews aren't too great. And I, I asked you guys, do you want me to cover that movie here on this channel? Because it's kind of like a Star Wars thing, and it's, you type Star Wars into Google, and you go into news, and you get all Rebel Moon stuff. So clearly there's quite a correlation. Now, how this movie started, or why it's tied to Star Wars, is because Zack Snyder actually pitched a Star Wars movie to Lucasfilm, and they shot it down. And so he went off to create his own thing, which is Rebel Moon. Now, I personally have no real idea what Rebel Moon's about. I saw the trailer a few months ago when it did launch. To be honest, and I'm a Zack Snyder fan, eh, I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't like, whoa, this is going to be amazing. The trailer seemed kind of confusing to me, like there was just way too much going on, and I couldn't really understand the gist of... Um, what was happening. I feel like they tried to shove too much into the trailer and that sometimes can be detrimental and backfire a little bit. So anyways, as promised, as you guys wanted, I'm going to cover my coverage of Rebel Moon here on the channel. And if you're not interested in that, you know, feel free to turn away. You'll have Star Wars videos probably after this video or tomorrow. So make it through the entirety of Netflix's new sci-fi adventure, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, and you'll be greeted with the five most horrifying words in the English language, director of photography, Zack Snyder. Ooh, is this one of those like hate pages i don't yeah i'd rather not read a hate pit. I, I want something a little more neutral while it's heartwarming that an idea zach snyder conceived when he was young has reached the silver screen his new space opera rebel moon part one child of fire is derivative dude the reviews are so far pretty bad there's a scene early on in Zack Snyder's new space opera, Rebel Moon, in which an innocent farmer goes to a seedy cantina with a mysterious warrior in a hooded cloak. One of the ugly, pig-faced aliens there hassles the farmer, so the warrior uses some <laughs> pig-faced aliens like a new hope. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! So the warrior uses some nifty fighting skills to defend him, and then they meet a roguish mercenary who agrees to take them off-planet aboard his spaceship. The mercenary is named Kai, rather than Han Solo, but it's fair to say that Rebel Moon is set in a galaxy that isn't far, far away from the one in Star Wars. Mm. In fact, Snyder has said that he started dreaming up the film when he was an 11-year-old boy who had just seen Star Wars at the cinema, but it's clear that he hasn't developed it much. <laughs> oh my god, dude, they're so freaking mean. Because in the intervening, like, this is, like, this poor guy has, like, literally had this dream for, like, 46 years, right? Or however old he is now. And they're just, like, ripping it. Like, all he's come up with is a single question. What if Star Wars was crossed with Kurosawa's Seven Samurai? I mean, that's essentially what gave George a lot of inspiration for Star Wars, so. There's nothing to Rebel Moon beyond that. Ten years ago, Snyder pitched the concept to Lucasfilm as an official Star Wars project. And when the company turned him down, he rejigged it so that it would have its own separate mythology. But, well, it's not all that separate. Blending futuristic science fiction with medieval fantasy, the film is full of robots, bounty hunters, grimy spaceports, and massed ranks of uniformed troops 
that all looks suspiciously familiar. Not that Zack Snyder hasn't made a few changes. Rebel Moon is recognizably the work of the man who directed 300 Watchmen, Man of Steel, and Justice League. And so, compared to the authorized Star Wars films, it has more blood, more swearing, more semi-nudity, and more threats of sexual assault. There are more lens flares, more slow-motion action sequences, more shades of brown in the murky color palette, and a lot more clumsy expository speeches. Hmm. There's also a lot less fun. The idea seems, man, it's like all these articles are just ripping it apart for whatever reason. I almost feel like maybe Disney paid all of these guys. Like, that would be an interesting theory. Just a theory. Disney paid all these guys to just rip the movie apart. Now, personally, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to throw it on. I'm going to have a nice night, throw it on downstairs in the theater room and just give my initial review, like my review right after. I'm excited to see what I think. You know, it's it's certainly not more complex in its world building or sophisticated in its themes. The goodies are straightforward goodies and the baddies are straightforward baddies. And you can usually tell which is which by how attractive they are. Huh. The main baddie, shin baddie, is the jackbooted Admiral Atticus Noble and definitely not Darth Vader. He is the right-hand man of the Regent and definitely not the Emperor, a mystical tyrant who rules over the realm, and definitely not the Empire. Okay, but couldn't you kind of say that about, like, every movie? That there's always, like, a sidekick, a main bad guy, and if they have already taken over, then their whole, the whole entire galaxy is kind of has some sort of a military that is for the bad guys, right? It could be called the Empire, could be called whatever you want it to be called. So, I mean... I think they're being a little bit hard, but then again, I haven't seen the movie. The heroine is Korra, a soldier who has defected from the realm and who now works alongside Gunner in a farming village on the moon of Velt, and definitely not Tatooine. Oh, geez, yeah, they're... Okay, he's making a lot of similarities. On the hunt for insurgents, Atticus visits Velt in his massive space cruiser and demands that the villagers hand over their grain after the next harvest, much like the bandits in Seven Samurai, right? So Korra and Gunner decide to assemble a gang of outlaws and fight back. Okay, it's like Jabba's men, they would do the water tax on Tatooine. Once they've hooked up with Kai, in the nearest hive of scum and villainy, they fly with absurd speed and ease to a series of worlds that happen to have Earth-like gravity and atmosphere. And then, with even more absurd speed and ease, they find the very people they are searching for and persuade them to join their crew. Daz Nair is Tyrek, and Conan the Barbarian look like who refuses to wear a shirt. Duna Bay is Nemesis, an assassin who wields glowing swords that are definitely not lightsabers. <laughs> Dimon Honsu is the disgraced General Titus who reminds us of his role in Gladiator by turning up in a Roman amphitheater. Oh, dope. And Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in Justice League and Blood Axe. Okay. Despite the grandiosity of the film's bombastic tone, the story turns out to be disappointingly minor. That's about it. As far as the plot is concerned, one of the film's flaws is that once Korra has got her ragtag gang together, they don't do or say any significant. It's a waste. The costumes are cool. Butella has a potent combination of toughness and sexiness. Scrine is enjoyably slimy, and all of the actors do what they can with what they're given to work with, but nobody has the chance to demonstrate their abilities or personality. Nothing exciting happens. There are no challenges to meet, no obstacles to overcome, no Death Stars to destroy. Despite the grandiosity of the film, bombastic tone, the story turns out to be disappointingly minor, presumably because Snyder's main aim was to introduce the cast and to set the scene for Rebel Moon, part two, The Scargiver, which is due next year. Part one itself ends up feeling a bit pointless. Mm. 
Well, I'll be the judge of that when I watch it, but I almost feel like a lot of these movies and shows that have these one parts and two parts, they do spend way too much time on exposition just to set up the characters so that we're familiar with them for the next time around. But you know what? If you don't make it exciting, there ain't going to be a next time around because no one's going to care. Anyways, uh, still, there is something strangely endearing about Rebel Moon. It is honest to goodness, unashamedly stupid and derivative pulp tosh. And it is so blatantly a work of gushing fan fiction that it makes you want to go back in time to 1977 and shake the young Zack Snyder by the hand. He couldn't have imagined that somebody would one day give him hundreds of millions of dollars to transfer the scribbles in his notebook to the silver screen. And yet, that is what eventually happened. It's heartwarming. The film may not be up to much. But the story behind it proves that even the most far-fetched childhood dreams really can come true. This is, dude, they are ripping him apart. Two stars. Limited cinemas in the U.S. and Canada, 15th of December. Oh, it's out. Huh. Interesting. I mean, when I watched the trailer, I personally felt like there was way too much going on. It was not simple. It's not straightforward. Too much going on sometimes is, is too much. It's not great, right? So, ah, geez, man. I, <laughs> I will be the judge when I watch it. But uh, for those of you who have seen it, let me know in the comments what you thought. And for those who haven't, I guess we shall see what happens when it does drop. Um, for now, you know, Man of Steel was one of my, I think it was a really great movie. One of my favorite movies for sure. So, but you know, just because they had a few great movies doesn't mean that the next one's going to be great. And and to try to do something like Star Wars, you know, it's to say it's the next Star Wars, you're, you're already setting yourself up to fill such huge shoes that I don't think it's really a good idea. Just say, hey, this is some sort of science fiction movie that will maybe make you reminisce of Star Wars or something like that, but not to say this is the next one. And I think that's probably, you know, the danger that he got himself into, but. Eh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see it myself and give my review on it. I don't know how long it is. I think it's pretty long, but so far the reviews are pretty bad, man. Rebel Moon Tomato. Ouch, dude. Dude, it's just getting ripped everywhere. Okay, so right off the bat, this is the number you got to worry about. The audience score. These freaking tomato meter critics, only all 42 of them, are very special people. Okay, these guys are... I just don't even consider them critics. I don't even know what a critic is. What, somebody who watches a movie? So by definition, are we all critics? Ooh, they understand film. What do you mean? Everyone understands film. You just gotta watch a movie. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What? You don't need like a formula to say like, hmm, this and this and this adds up. So that makes it a good movie. No, if it makes you feel a certain emotion, if you liked the movie, that makes it a good movie for you. So, and we all know that Rotten Tomatoes is all bought and shilled for. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some company, big company, <laughs> went in there and, paid these guys off to give it a shit review but never know right so anyways um yeah looking forward to seeing it myself the the shittier the reviews honestly just makes me more inclined to want to watch the movie and film for myself because i just don't trust tomato meter or anybody if all of i tend to go opposite from the masses right so it's just like if everyone is saying oh this movie's really amazing i'm skeptical so everyone says this movie's really ass i'm also skeptical right so but this is what you want to see you want to see 71 percent. you know that's like a c plus 73 is a b Go back to high school. Maybe it's changed now. I don't know. So we'll see what goes on. We'll see what happens when the film does fully come out on Netflix and uh, everyone can watch it and be the judge for themselves. Maybe it'll get a 90. And that's really all that matters, not these critic numbers. That's nothing. So my thoughts? Weird that this is the first sort of video I've done on the channel that's not Star Wars. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Maybe it'll start a trend. All right. Leave a like if you like this kind of content, if you want me to continue more of Rebel Moon. And uh, let me know what you think about the film if you've seen it. And I hope you'll be interested in the videos to come for it. Later.